So we start Kufka Gimel, Amanalaf on the Mishnah, Kushring Dali Bepiskia. If a bucket that you needed to be able to lower into a well to get water, so the rope that was holding the bucket together, it snapped. So you can tie it with, you can tie the bucket with a piskia, with a belt, but not with a rope, okay? Because a belt you're going to remove. So you obviously don't mean to do, to tie it there permanently. You're going to remove it. Rabbi Yehuda in there. Rabbi Yehuda Mater. He says you can tie it even with a belt, with, with, with a rope. Kalam Rabbi Yehuda, because you are not chayev for any knot that is not permanent. Okay, so we'll have to, this Mishnah will be subject to, um, you know, further explanation. So, what kind of rope are we talking about? That the Tanakhama holds, you cannot tie to a rope, a, a bucket. If you were talking about regular rope, how could Rabbi Huda possibly say it's mutter to tie a bucket with rope? You have to say it's weaver's rope. And weaver's rope, since it really belongs on the loom, okay, uh, it, it does not belong here. So you're going to remove it later, and therefore when you go to tie it, you're, you don't intend to keep it there permanently. The Rabbanon who held that you can only tie a bucket with a belt, and not with a rope. They must hold. Why? Because their geyser that even though a chevel de gardi will be removed, their geyser, geyser ought to a, a regular chevel, regular rope. Raminu, really. Chevel deletion. If you have a bucket that, uh, the rope of a bucket that snapped, you should not tie it, but rather make a bow. Rabbi Yehuda, you can wrap a, different sorts of belts, right? Pundi and Pisky are belts. So you can, what you do is you hold the two parts of the rope together and you wrap a belt around it, okay? You cannot make a bow. So we have a problem with this price. Because it seems like Rabbi Yehuda said, you cannot do aniva. But in the Mishnah, he said, it's going to be mutter. And because here, the Rabbanon said, you um, you can make an oinva, you can make a bow on this chevel. Uh, uh, you can make a bow with this chevel, and and the Mishnah seemed to be saying that you can't you can't tie the chevel at all. So the Rabbanon, not the Rabbanon like Kasha, well, it depends. Chevel the chevel michlov. So we said in the Mishnah that the Mishnah is a case of chevel de gardi. It's a weaver's rope. So therefore, we're geyser to a regular rope. We're geyser a weaver's rope to a regular rope. That since a regular rope will be a kesher chayma, will be permanent. So we're not going to allow you to tie the bucket even with a weaver's rope. But I need to be that the the the, the, the Tanakhama, the Rabbanon holds that you aniva does not get interchanged. You're not going to if you come, we allow you to make a bow on something. You're not going to actually make a real knot, and therefore aniva is not a way to make a kesher chayma. It's not a way to make an, a, a permanent knot, and therefore we're not going to be geyser. Um, we're not going to be geyser aniva mishum kishira. And that's how we understand that the brysa which says that you can make a bow is because the bow is not a kesher shokayama. The mishnah which said you cannot use a rope, even a gardi rope, is because we're geyser to a regular rope. The Rabbi Yehuda, the Rabbi Yehuda, kasha, and Rabbi Yehuda as well is not a kasha. Hasam lo mishum demichlafa aniva bekishira, ela aniva gufa kishira hi. Because you're right, Rabbi Yehuda is not geyser. Rabbi Yehuda says in the Mishnah that one is allowed, one is allowed to use a rope of a gardi because it's not meant to be permanent. Okay, 
So he is not geyser um, to a regular rope, but he holds that Aniva itself is actually a form of kshira, and therefore Rabbi Yehuda, while he's more makel in the Mishnah, will be more machmer in the Brisa because he holds Aniva is kshira. A person can bring a rope from his house and he can tie one end to the cow and another end to the feeding trough. Okay, so you can tie in two places. The tall Ravacha to who really Achabar Papa. The Ravaba Chevel Shebe Avos Koshre Bipara. That if you have a rope that's already attached to a feeding trough, you can tie it to the cow. Or Shebepara Koshre Avos. If it's already tied to the cow, you can tie it to the feeding trough. What you may not do, however, what you may not do is tie it to both. And here, Right? What did he say? The Ravaricha, the tall one, said that you can tie it to both. So the Mara says, What? That you're right. A regular rope can only be tied to one. So if it's tied to the feeding trough, you can tie the other end to the cow. Or if it's tied to the cow, you can tie the other end to the feeding trough. But you may not tie to both. But a weaver's rope, since it really belongs in, as part of the weaving process and the loom, you're not going to leave it there. And therefore, you may tie it to both because it's not going to be permanent. I'm going to do So now we're going to discuss the different types of uh, of <clears throat> of things uh, that belong a part of the loom. Okay, whether you're allowed to be metaltal it. Okay, we want to know. Um, okay, if it's considered what's called the klimalacht on the iser. So the de- the deal is that if you have a keli that its purpose is for something that's usher to do on Shabbos, and that's its really its sole purpose, then you can't even use it in an eifen heter. Okay? So, like, you can't use a hammer, which is a clean lacht of iser, meant to bang nails in, to uh, crack a nut. Even though cracking a nut is fine on Shabbos, you cannot use the hammer for that purpose because it's a clean lacht of the iser. So, Amar of Yudamar Shmuel, Klei Kivoi, okay, that is the, um, it's a keli that's part of the loom. You are allowed to metaltal it, okay, because what we say is that the, the weaver is not going to be mockbit, right? If you have a normally, you have an omen, right? So if he's a craftsman, he's not going to let you touch his tools. You try to, you try to, uh, next time you go to the barber, take the barber's scissors to cut a piece of paper. No, you got to remind. Those are, those are, those, those are the tools of his craft. So what we're saying is here is that if this clay kavai, you're allowed to use because the guardi will let you use it for another purpose on Shabbos. He's not mockbit on it. What about the upper beams and the lower beams of the of the loom? Mahu. So he answered in the He said yes. Then he said no. He's like yeah, no, uh, I'm not sure. Okay. And he said So we see here that Shmuel answered in B'shem Shmuel that you are allowed to. The kavod alyon and the kavod are allowed to be used for other purposes on Shabbos. They are not what's called a Klishim Akhtar Amudim. However, you may not use the Amudim. Okay, that was uh, the post, the, that's the post of an upright weave because that is too central. It's exclusive to the weave and it doesn't really have any other use. Okay. So why is Amudim a problem? Is if you want to tell me the concern I'm sorry, instead it's going to make holes, right? So what's our problem here? You're going to remove the post. The post was part of the loom. The loom is very heavy, so it made a hole in the ground. You're going to lift up the post. Now you'll make a hole in the ground, and uh, and you'll fill it up, 
Gum, so the Gemara says, Gumas from Melakahavan. You're just taking the post. The holes get there on their own. Ditnan, Hatoimin Latas, what do we see? Well, we had this, uh, we had this before. Okay, we said that if someone buries turnips, bitsinus, or radishes, tachas hagefen, in mixes olive megolin, even though it's somewhat covered, and it will make a rut in the ground when you pick them up, right? They're somewhat flat against the ground. As long as you can see part of the leaves, you're allowed to take them out, even though it's going to make a hole. Ain't a chayshish, let me shem klein, let me shem shviyas, let me shem meiser, vinitom b'shabes. Okay, mixes olin are, are, of, of these. What's, what's our point here? Benitam b'shabes, they can be taken on Shabbos when you take, and yet when you take them, it's going to leave a hole. So we see, leaving a hole is not a problem. So why shouldn't you be able to take these amudim? The, the Amud of the weave. So the Gemara says, like this. Basada, le'asi is a big difference. Basada, le'asi, la'ashvi'i gumais. When you pick up the radish and make a hole in the ground from picking it up, you're not going to um, smooth out the pit, right? This ashvi'i gumais is a malacha of baina, you're building, when you smooth out the floor. Hacha, bebayis, when the loom is sitting in a house, there, you will come to smooth out the pit, and that's why, that's what we're concerned about, that's our problem. So he asked, what about, again, these and the upper beams and the lower beams that hold down the strings? Okay, Okay, you may not, you may not, you may not, they may not move them, it's because during the week, they are not removable, they always, they are permanent, they remain on the loom, Okay, because they're very, very heavy, and therefore um, they are not. They don't have any other use, and it's a klipsh maftali iser, and it's going to be aser. Okay, moving on to the next mission. It says mikaflin is a kalim, That let's say clothing. So you can let's say you have one suit, right? You can fold up the clothing, even four or five times on Shabbos. You get dressed, right? You want to fold it, and then you you know so it's ready to wear. The next time you take it out, you get dressed again. Even four or five times as many. Every time you get dressed, you're allowed to. Fold it uh, every time you got to undress. You're allowed to fold it to prepare for the next time you're going to need to wear it on Shabbos. Umatzinas hamitais milele Shabbos le Shabbos, and you can make your bed Friday night. You get up Shabbos morning. You know you're going to take a nap. Then you can make your bed again for the time you're going to go sleep in it again on Shabbos. But if you get up from your nap on Shabbos afternoon, you may not make your bed again. You can fold clothing and make your bed. If Yom Kippur is on a Friday, you can uh, fold Kalim uh, clothing that you were wearing on Friday, or make the bed after you get up on uh, Yom Kippur, right, to prepare for to prepare for Shabbos. The Chalvei Shabbos craving Yom Kippur, and the fats. So if you had fats from Karbonos that were were supposed to be brought over, that were brought on Shabbos, you can actually bring them on Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur and However, one may not bring the ones from Yom Kippur on Shabbos. That you may not bring the fats of neither from Yom Kippur on Shabbos nor from Shabbos on Yom Kippur. It's going to be usher both ways. And we'll discuss that. There's this machlik is in further detail in the Gemara. Now, we're going back to folding Kalim. That you are allowed to fold your Kalim on Shabbos. You're allowed to fold your clothes. That's only if it's one person. Avol, that's folding with one person. That's a regular, you know, an amateur folding job. Avol, professional folding job, them with two people. Like, then you're not allowed to, uh, you're not allowed to do that because it looks like you are fixing, right? It's obviously it's a wrinkled baguette and uh, it's a very professional way of fixing. 
and one person folding, we said, that you're, you're not, you, you are able to do it. That's only if the clothing is new. I will be ashamed if they already have a lot of wrinkles. Again, you're now getting out a lot of wrinkles. You're not just trying to maintain the crease. You're trying to get out the wrinkles. And that is Masak and Kli. It's going to be Aser. Vechadashim and new clothing. That's only with white ones. Right? Because the white ones, uh, the colored show, the wrinkles show more. Okay? It's more, by folding it, it's Masakim. And by the way, this is all only if you have no other clothing to change into. So if, if you have another suit, let's say, then you're not allowed to fold the first suit, even if it was white, and even if it was new, and even if it was you're folding it on your own. You still, if you had a second suit, then, right, white suit. So if you had a second white suit, then, um, then you are not allowed to uh, fold your first white suit. Tana, Shel Beis Rangam Lil, Lehelim because they were very wealthy, they were the Nasir of Leo, and they had uh, other clothing to change into, and therefore they would not fold it. Amr of Huna, if he's got what to change into, then, okay, so now we're moving on to, we're no longer talking about folding your clothing on Shabbos, what we're saying is now we're going we're gonna to transition to talk about things to do for covered Shabbos. So Amr of Huna, he says, in If you have Shabbos clothes, uh, when you go from from Chol from from during the week, you change it to your Shabbos clothes. Let's say a person does not have Shabbos clothes. What it means is is that the work people that used to work in the fields, they had pants and they used to roll up the pants, make it into shorts so they can work in the field. So what he's saying is that at least when it comes to Shabbos, roll down your pants. Masker of Safra. It looks haughty, right? You're trying to show that you're a fancy guy, all right? Because in those days, the if you were on the working class, then you went with, uh, you know, your pants rolled up because you had to work in the fields. So now it's, it looks like Ramas Rucha. It looks like you're Balgaiva. So the Mara says, no, since normally he doesn't go with his pants rolled down, okay? Um, and now he, he's doing this only for Shabbos. It looks like he's doing it for Shabbos. Okay, what is this pasuk? What does it mean? You should be mechabed Shabbos. That your clothing on Shabbos should not be should not be like your chol. That Rabbi Yechanan, where do we see that covered refers to clothing? Rabbi Yechanan called his clothing mechudasai. They are my honor. So we see that the way to honor Shabbos is by 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 wearing big day Shabbos. What's the rest of the Pasuk? That you're going when you walk on Shabbos. It shouldn't be like Chol. Okay, and we'll have to see what this means in a moment. What we say is for you to do actions, right? To go check on, to do business, to check on your check on your business, check on your fields, right? That's going to be Aser. However, to do things for Kaddish Baruch making Shaduchim, giving Tzedakah, those things to be metapal in that, obviously not to touch the money, but to be metapal in that, uh, is going to be mutter. Okay. Vidaber uh, dabar, right? That's the rest of the Pasuk. Okay. That we say that your words, you have to, you can't speak about business on Shabbos. Okay. Your, your words on, on Shabbos can't be like chol. 
But what do we see? Dibur Asr, here are mutter. It's mutter to think about business, it's just Asr to talk about it. Bishlama Kulu, so I understand all these other ones, all of these, except for one. El Shlaye Hiluch Shal Shabbos Kilo Shulchol Mayhi. What does that mean? That you should walk differently on Shabbos and Yantif? Hiyadur of Huna, Amirab, 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 Huna, Haimahach, Shabbos, Hukama Ama. So we're trying to, we're going to try to answer what does it mean that you're walking on Shabbos should be different? Let's say you're walking and you reach a stream. If you can put down one foot while you still have the other foot on the ground, meaning so you're not, you don't have to jump over it, then then it's mutter, as long as you're not jumping, and if you have to jump, it's going to be asr. What are you talking about? So what am I supposed to do when I get to this amasmai? Lake of, to go around it, to go around this pond. So now I'm adding steps on Shabbos, so why I haven't done anything? Why? That's more of an avoida. Li to go through it, zimnin de mistavan mani, your clothing will get wet. You can come to an isudaraisa of schita. Ella beha. So it must be that when it comes to jumping, that's fine. Kimandale after shopper dummy, it's good. You should jump over the water. There's no better option than jumping over on Shabbos. So then why is Shabbos different? She said that what about taking big steps? And he said, you're not, right? So you're not allowed to take big steps on Shabbos and that's why it's different. Amalei, yet he responded, is it allowed during Chol? We see that even during the week, taking big steps, okay, will reduce your eyesight by one five hundredth. Now, and how do you get your eyesight back? By um, uh, Kiddush on Friday night, drinking from the Kiddush on Friday night, okay, that, is, that will help restore your eyesight. But what do we see here? That even though we said it's not, you're not, it's not good to do it during Chol, we didn't say that it's usher to do during Chol, we just said it's like good advice, don't do it. And, there, and there's a Takana. However, um, on, on Shabbos, it's usher to take psiagasa. That it's not a good idea to do it in the chol either, but on Shabbos, it's usher. And that is what it means, um, right? That, that's what the Pasuk, when the Pasuk says, that your hiluch has to be different, okay? Hiluch shal Shabbos is that you are not allowed to take large steps on Shabbos. Okay. But I mean, you're allowed to eat dirt on Shabbos. So again, we have another example here where he's asking a Shiloh about what to do on Shabbos and he's going to respond, well, you're not supposed to do it during the week either. Are you allowed to eat dirt during the week? I say, during the week because it'll make you sick. Okay? And that's how we responded to his inquiry, saying you can't even do it during the week. Anybody who eats the dirt of Babel, so it's like he ate from the basar of his forefathers, um, because of the fact that all of the, um, you know, think about how many uh, Yidim were lost at the times of the first place of English were dragged to Babel, and, um, you know, they were killed without proper, probably without proper burial, and, you know, and it was a bad situation, and uh, their remains are, are there. It's like you ate, uh, um, you know, little uh, bugs. Dechsev, as the pasuk says, "Vayimachas kol yikom." Okay, that uh, that when we see here that um, all living things. Now, this is a pasuk by Nayach, but what we're saying is, is that Bavel is the lowlands, so that's where everything kind of settles. So there must be basar avaysav. There must have been remains from um, remains from uh, you know a, a person's uh, parents and and you know uh, generations. 
and it's settled, and that's what the dirt of Babel is. Why is it called Shinar? They sunk to there. Like we said, Babel is low, so when the Babel drains, everything goes to the bottom of the drain, and it all ends up in Babel. That's the lowlands. Why is, why is it called Mitzula? Babel is called Mitzula. They sunk there. Gemara, what are you talking about? How could you say that when you eat dirt of Babel, it's like you're eating your, your forefathers and you're eating bugs? They certainly dissolved. Okay? So, uh, I'm sorry, they for sure dissolved at this point. So they, it's, dirt, it's dirt. So what are we saying here? So Mars says, no, really, it's obviously not like you're eating the actual remains of your forefathers. But, since you can get sick, that's the Rabbanon wanted to, uh, they put in a term to make sure you wouldn't eat it. Okay, they made a gzera and they said it's like you're eating from your shkatsim ramashim and from your forefathers, okay, because you can get sick from eating the dirt. The True story that he ate clay. The achal tichli he ate cress. The kadchule tichli believe and the clay and the cress. The the cress grew in the clay and he grew. Uh, you know he grew cress in his stomach and it. I'm sorry, in his heart. Okay, it sprouted to his heart and he died from this growing cress inside of him. So now we're going to discuss the psukim of Rus pretty much from here to the end of the Amid. and. Um, for one specific point, we're talking about that she wore big day Shabbos, but we're going to go into the explanation of a bunch of Pesukim of Rosh. For Achatzt, Vasacht, Vesamsim, Vasacht. Then Nami told Rus, when you go to the Boyaz's field, that you should wash yourself, smear, moisturize, use ablutions, and uh, put on nice clothing. Amar Rabbi Eliezer, Eilu Begadim Shal Shabbos. What nice clothing? These are Shabbos clothes. Tein L'chacham V'chakim Oid. This is a Pesuk saying that, you know, smart people do smart things. Okay, Amar Abelazer, so what does this mean? Zurusam Eviyah B'Shvam Armasi. We find this midah of Tein L'Chacham that uh, that they were able to. Uh, you, you gave a smart person advice, and they made it. They did it even. They did it even better. Okay, we we find this by Rus and Shmuel Haramasi. Rus by Rus. The Ilunami Kamerla. What a what a Nami teller. Verachatz Fasach the Samsim Leisayech. Wash. You know, moisturize yourself and put on your clothes. Be a rat hagoyren and go down to the threshing floor. Be lubidida. What did she do? So he said first, get all dressed up, go out in the streets, go to Bayaz, right? And what did she do? And then go to and then go to the goyren, go to the threshing floor of Bayaz's threshing floor. Be What did she do? First, she went in a regular clothing, not all made up, so she wouldn't attract other people. She went to the goyren. She's more stenua. The halder chamasa. And then she did what her mother-in-law commanded her to do. So she changed it up a little. Shmuel, similar type of idea by Shmuel, the Ilu Eli Kamala. So Shmuel was a young kid. <coughs> Eli recognized he was special. And Eli knew that Akash uh, Baruch was going to come speak to Shmuel. And uh, Eli was telling Shmuel, when, when you hear a voice, when you hear Rachel Kedesh coming to you, Shachav Zakta Pasuk, lie down, Vahayim, you cry Lecha. And if it calls out to you and says, Shmuel, Va'amart, and you should say, Va'amarta, Daber Hashem, say, speak Hashem, Kishamei Avdecha, because I am listening. Bilobidideh, what did Shmuel do? Ksiv, it says, Va'yoi Hashem, Hashem kivei sa'atseid, Va'yikra kepam befam. Shmuel, Shmuel, and the, the voice called, Hashem called Shmuel, Shmuel twice, Va'yomar Shmuel, Daber, and Shmuel didn't say Daber Hashem, he just said Daber, Kishamei Avdecha, Va'yomar, Daber Hashem, he didn't say Daber Hashem, because Shmuel couldn't be sure that this was actually a Kaddish Baruch Hu calling, he didn't know, maybe it was something else. And therefore, it was smart for Shmuel to play it safe and only say Daber and not Daber Hashem. Back to the Pesukim of Rus. She came, she, she, she went, she came to the field, she collected. 
she came and was checking out the fields. Ad she kept on trying to go until she was was comfortable with who the company was that she was going along with it. said to his his uh, servants, right, that were standing over when they were in the fields. Who is this woman? Close was very expected. He starts asking, who is this girl over there? Why? Why did he ask? Because he saw he saw that she she knew what she was doing. The din is for leket when this field when stuff gets left in the field that it's only considered leket that the balabayas uh, loses the rights to it and the ani can come get it if it's two stocks. But if it's three stocks then they can't. So what did he see? He saw that she he saw that if she only collected if it was two and not three. The masisa tana davertznias raba. He saw something different. Not that she was chacham, but it was tznias. That Oimedes, the stalks that were standing, Mo'omed, she collected once she was standing. Nefeles, Miyoshev, if the stalks were on the ground, she didn't bend over, because that wouldn't have been Sneas. What she did was, she she uh, knelt down, she sat down, and then collected it from a sitting position. So you should stick to Naresai. This is. is uh, uh, was it Bayas? The way of Buddha is to attach himself to different women. Okay, when he saw that Rus stuck to Nami, I am allowed to stick to her, I'm allowed to marry her. Okay? Baya said to Rus, Go over there. But the point is, in the positive words of Haloim, we see this Lush of Haloim, it's a unique word. That Boaz was sending her a message that Malchus uh, Pesavod was going to come from from you from from Rus. As the pasuk says, What does the pasuk say? Who right? Who who are so we see that you brought me Ad Haloim. So we see this Lashon of Ad Haloim was used by David. And that refers back to the Haloim that Boyaz was telling Rus to um, mention to her, right? To, 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 that was the Nevuah that David was going to come from Rus. And Boyaz told her to dip her bread in vinegar. We see that vinegar here is good for heat. It was hot. No, it wasn't practical that she can, uh, you know, get cooled off. What do we? That she was sending a as a hint that you're going to have a son coming from you. Eventually, one of your offspring will be difficult like vinegar. And that is Menashe. What does it mean she sat on the side of the Kaitzim? It's an interesting Lashem. Didn't say she sat with the Kaitzim. She sat on the side of them. Okay? That um, all the Kaitzim sat between her and Boyaz. Okay? And um, he did not uh, either put her in the middle of the Kaitzim or next to next to him. Okay, she was separating the two of them, saying, right, they together, Bayaz and Rus, created, um, you know, the the offspring of David Melach, and by separating it was a remez that the Malchus Pesavod will be split. By Kelly, he handed her some kernels, roasted kernels, and she ate them. Remember, Okay, that this eating wasn't just a regular eating; that this caused wealth. 
The toichal be made David. She ate made David. But tizba, she was satisfied with made shlema. But toiser, right? Now the pasuk says, but toichal, but tizba, but toiser. Now what are we referring to? We're referring to the wealth that um, that started be made David. It was satisfied to reach its peak, its pinnacle in made shlema, and there was still left over made chizkia, even though the glory days of shlema were past. That this, this lasted the influence and the wealth. That the eating, that was the initials of the early stages. That that was right in the heyday. But Taisaran, there was still left over, right? And the trust fund being a Rebbe. In Rebbe's days, because we see that the wealth was still at the stable boy of Rebbe. He was wealthier than the king, than the Persian king. We learn in the, in the Brahsa. A little different way, we said that this had to, didn't have to do with the physical manifestation of the wealth of the kingdom, but rather that um, that to um, you know to eat tizba to be satisfied with Mashiach and to leave over Now, just one point here, we're going to bring down this for Yechanan. We said before, if you remember, we said you should wear nice clothes. And we've learned that from the Pasuk of the Chibad Toy. We said clothes is covered. So now we're going to have another memory similar to that. The Tachas Kavod, Yokoid, Yokoid, Kikoid. Okay? Yokoid, Yokoid, Kikoid. So this is talking about when Sanchera's army came to attack B'nai Yisrael. So HaKadosh Baruch called the Nate, caused the Nate to happen, the Nate to happen, and they got burned. The question was, how did they get burned? So we have three Ramachlikis here. The Pasuk is saying, under their Kvodeh. It means not their actual Kvodeh. What does Rabbi Yechanan hold covetous? It's clothing. So therefore, you understand, Rabbi Yechanan says Kvodeh, so therefore, he's going to read the Pasuk, that under their clothing, they got burnt. Okay? But, um, <coughs> The, the people, the people got burned, the goof got burned, but not the clothing. Okay, because he says, that the fire was only under the clothing and it not, did not burn the clothing. And that was the nace. Rabbi Lazar Aymer. Okay, Rabbi Lazar says, No, tachas doesn't mean under. Kvayde doesn't mean clothing. It means in place of. Okay, and what we're saying is, tachas in, to replace his covet, right, in order to enhance the covet of Kaddish Baruch Hu, he burned them, completely burned their clothes, their goof, everything. Roshul Menachmini, Amar, he's a little different. Tachas kivoyidoy, kisreifas b'nei aray. That what he's saying is, kivoyidoy means the people themselves, not the clothing. That tachas kivoyidoy means under the people, like like the Mises b'nei aray, ma'lalon, shreifas neshama v'guf, kayam, just like b'nei aray, what happened? The neshama got burned, but, right, the, 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 the body state Afghan service that the uh, the army of Samhayam had a similar type of punishment. Just to review, we started off saying in regards to tying buckets, we said Rabban and Hold, you cannot tie a bucket with a rope. Okay, we said it was Shogardi, even if it's not a regular rope, right? You can only tie with a belt, not with a rope even of a gardi, because we said Khabal Bakhabal Mikhla that the Rabban on hold that were geyser chavol v'gardi even though it's not permanent because the weaver is going to take it back after Shabbos um, but uh, it's too much like a regular rope and therefore the Rabban don't allow it or Yehuda says you can tie it because he doesn't hold it as geyser he says no it's chavol v'gardi it's not permanent period end of story the Bryce has said that the Rabban held oinvay okay 
and uh, even though even though they said that you can't tie with with a rope, he held you can make a bow on this chevel, the chevel shenifsak on the rope. You can you can make a bow, okay. Why? Because he's not geyser, the Rabbanon are not geyser, aniva atu kashira, and only kashira is going to be a problem. So we won't allow kashira even of a, of a gardi, of the, of the rope of a gardi, of a weaver, but we will allow tying it in a bow. Or Behuda says that no, you may not even uh, tie it, you can't be einvai, because he holds, or Behuda holds aniva as actual kashira, and therefore if you retie the rope, that is retying a permanent thing. We said, Bishim Rav, that um, you are able to take a, a rope of a gardi and tie it both to the avis, the feeding trough, and the cow, but a regular rope you can only tie one way. It has to either already be tied to one of either the avis or the par, and then you can tie it to the other. We said bishleim shul. We talked about the other parts of the weave, kli kavoy. We said it's motor tata. It's not a kli shemachtal iser because the weaver is not makbid. He doesn't, uh, you know, he doesn't look like you're, doesn't look like you're crazy. He doesn't not allow you to use it, so it can be used for other purposes. So it's not going to be kli shemachtal iser. We asked, what about the kavod alyan tachtoim? Uh, Rabbi Huda first said in Veloy. Rabbi Nachman said it's going to be mutter. However, we said that the amudim are going to be aser because when you pick up the, the, the post, it's going to make a hole in the ground and we have a concern that you're going to come to fill the hole. Okay, Ralevoy also said, Kevin Elion and Tachton are going to be aser because they're too heavy to be taken during the hole. And since they're too heavy to be taken the hole, they never move. Since they never move, they are klisha malach to the iser. Then we talked about folding your clothing on Shabbos. Okay. Um, we said uh, you are allowed to fold it right, up to four, four or five times, however so many times you need to rewear it. But we said that is only if you fold, one person's folding it, they're new, they're white, okay, and you have nothing else to change into. So those are the four conditions in which one may fold something on Shabbos. But Huna says that if you only have big day hole, you should, let's say your pants, you should roll them down for covered Shabbos. And not, it's, you don't have a problem with Ramas Ruach because since you're only doing it for Shabbos, it's nicker that you're doing it for covered Shabbos and not to be haughty. Okay, but then we learned the possible we said that a person must have a Malbash Miyukhad Shabbos, you have Shabbos clothing clothes. We said Masis Turachecha, that meant that that you should not take Psiagasa, Mimsechafatsecha. We said that to deal to do something for your business, that's Asr. But for Shemayim, to deal with Sadaqah and things like that, that's gonna be Mutter. Dabra Dabra, we said Dibrechol is gonna be Asr. Okay. Uh Hirochol, however, we did say is going to be Mutter, that if you think about business um on on Shabbos is mutter. It's only a problem um, to actually talk about it. Okay? And then we asked, we said, what about to eat uh, um, a dirt for refua? Okay? And we said, even behold, it's going to be also similar to like we said uh, about the Gaza. Okay? And then Ravami said, if you eat from the dirt of Bavel, it's like you're eating the Basar Abaisa. However, we just said that really that's just a gzera. It's not really true. It's just because it's bad for you, the Rabbanim or Geyser. Then we discussed the Pesukim, we brought in the Pesukim of Rus because of the clothing. The Samt Simle Sayech that Nami told her to get dressed in nice clothing when she meant Shabbos clothing. From that we said, that Rus knew that it should change things around. Okay? And from Shmuel also that he said, he, you know, when he heard a voice speaking to him, he knew not to say, uh, he, he knew on his own not to say Daber Hashem, just Daber, he couldn't be sure as Hashem. And we had all the other Pesukim of, of Rus. Um, Okay, and then we ended off um, with Tachas Kavodah that when we brought in Rav Yechon, and because Kavod equals clothing, we talked about the Sancheir's army that got dest- destroyed, that there were three Pshatim to how to understand the Apostle of Tachas Kavodah, how they got burned. Either their entire guf got burned, but their clothing did not, or everything got burned, or um, not even Tachas Kavodah meant that not even their bodies got burned, that the fire passed through them.
Okay.